Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch pop... What? What do you mean? Oh, shit. <laughs> Welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world, but weirdly enough, not the only one about Doctor Who. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. His name is Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Lawrence, no one cares because you need to tell us what this silly little show is all about. Nathan, this is a show where we get together every week to discuss something in the realm of pop culture. It could be a movie, it could be a TV show, it could be a video game. But the main thing is that we do so without any of the toxic discourse that seems to be very, very prevalent these days. Beautiful. What a wonderful time. What a wonderful Thanks. time for all. You had me going in the intro, I must say. I was like, Nathan's pressed the wrong bloody button again. Because it does happen for real sometimes. <laughs> I've, I've literally never once pressed the wrong button. So I, I can't prove otherwise, but I know, and I think you do too, that that is not true. Well, prove it. I can't. I can't do it. Nathan, how the devil are you? How how art thou today? (laughs) Um, Lawrence, I'm coming to the end of my fourth whiskey right now. So, (laughs) Bottle or glass? Important No, glass. Come on. I'm not full. Well, it's coming to the end of my fourth bottle of whiskey. Then it'll be an entirely fucking different story. I've seen seen a much younger you put away two bottles of vodka before. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. You might just be dead after. Yeah, but... That specific night, like, I was not in a, a, a manageable state there. I, like, broke your fucking stairs as well. You literally, you know in The World's End when Nick Frost just goes, we haven't got any other ideas, so fuck it, and just puts his hand through a glass pane in the, in the door. That was you to my actual banister. I have no memory of it. You know they replaced that, but just with a different banister. Oh. Like, a, just a different thing. So it just was like one off-coloured banister that we had. That's landlords for you. Uh, the no, landlord special. Like, that'll do. Give it the old landlord special, just paint over it. <laughs> the land- yeah, that, that, is the, that is the landlord special, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, no, can I, can I say what else you did that night, or do we leave it there? Well, it depends what. <laughs> there's, oh, no, there's not, some... not the bad thing you did that night. <laughs> 
you can the, if, the, the more funny thing that I woke up to see. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Okay, <laughs> hilarious <laughs> that I have to make a distinction between what terrible <laughs> thing. I, I I went downstairs and Nathan was just crashed out on my sofa and is. I mean, luckily your head was turned to the side mm. because you had just spewed up over your own <laughs> chest and shoulder, and you woke up and, <laughs> and you just kind of acknowledged it and you went ah. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, we're getting breakfast. <laughs> I don't drink as much these days. Well, I say on my fourth glass of whiskey. But and, yeah. and if you listen to like the past like three or four podcasts, I've had a glass of whiskey every time. I don't drink much these days, Nathan. On on his like solid like foot was it like a, a month's run of just drinking on the job. Every anyway, time. I guess that answers how I am. So there we go. Things are going <laughs> great, as you can tell. How I am, Lawrence, is a liability. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, Nathan. I'm very, very well. Uh, I am feeling healthier. I'm going to give you oh, a little health update sake. every week. Oh, <laughs> All right. Let me just turn off my headphones for a second. No, I don't blame you. I found a nice apple snack that now I'm eating. It's relatively low in calories, but I, I get to snack on them, and it's like a fruit winder for healthy people, which I am not, but I'm trying to be. Oh, are you done? Nathan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Good. I couldn't tell if I was genuinely muted and you were just like, I'm going to use this opportunity to pour my fifth glass of whiskey tonight. Well, that is what I'm doing. Nathan, speaking of what we're doing, I feel like it's, it's, it's a right jumbly mess today because we're talking about something we talk about all the time, but not here. That's right, Lawrence. We're talking about... Well, we're not because we're not talking... Well, we are. <laughs> It's a tricky line to walk. This one, <laughs> we're not talk- We we're not discussing an episode of Doctor Who because we no. haven't watched one, um, and there's not one to to discuss. Well, there is. There's like over eight hundred of them, but that's for our other podcast. Nathan, stay focused. <laughs> Sorry, um, we're, we're discussing a, sh- a, a a movie, a TV movie about Doctor Who. Yes, on about- our podcast that is not about doctor who indeed out so, of yeah. the two podcasts we have one of them being about doctor who and one of them being about literally everything else it seems weird that we're <laughs> talking about this on the one that's about literally everything apart from doctor who yeah but we've got a tight format on the doctor who one right it's an episode a week strap in we're working through them all we're on season four we're going up until the current day which is like what season Fourteen, fifteen. Well, the, I don't have time to. Get oh into this no, dis- it's not. Is yeah, it? no, it's so complicated. I don't have time to get into this discourse. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Basically, if you're here and you don't have anything to do with Doctor Who, but you still wanted to tune into this week uh, on this show, this is basically a telly movie about the making of Doctor Who, how it came to be at the BBC way back in the 1960s. And if you're here from Still Got Legs, our Doctor Who podcast. Happy bonus episode, I guess. Yeah. Is this show looser than Still Got Legs? Or is Still Got Legs the loose one? Oh, they're both pretty loose these days, aren't they? They both started with good intentions to be a formatted show, and now it's just like, we're going to talk about Nathan being sick on himself for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, that's that's life, baby. That's what they come here for. Nathan, an adventure in space and time, and it's really irritating me that it's not time and space. Uh, I, and I'm almost certain that, like, last week and probably on the last episode of Still Got Legs, I actually called it an adventure in time and space. So, 
Why is it the wrong way around? It's not, Lawrence. It's intentional. I see. Okay. I know why. But... Yeah, okay. Yeah, does it any reason why? <laughs> no. Yeah. Normally, when there's an artistic choice made, there might be a reason behind I'm it. I'm sure there is. I don't know it, though, but... Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you didn't make it. I yeah. can't expect any more from you. I'm not Mark Gattis, okay? That is true. Oh, no, I just realised I'm going to have to compliment him this episode. <laughs> get, get ready, Mark. Get ready for your one and only compliment coming from <laughs> us. I've said so many things on Still Got Legs about Mark Gattis that have just been cut. Yeah. Like, I just... His his work on Sherlock mainly is just incredibly not for me. Um, so where, where do you want to start with this? What are your vibes overall? What do you, what do you like about? Well, this? what I want to start with, Lawrence, is the fact that I have seen this because yes. I literally just watched it, but also I have I had seen it before today, and um, because I watched it in the year of our Lord, two thousand thirteen, when this was initially broadcast as part of the fiftieth anniversary celebrations of Doctor Who, they're currently oh, celebrating the sixtieth. So it's uh, 10 years old as of this point. Um, I don't believe you have seen it before or you've seen bits of it. Or what is your relationship with an adventure in time, an adventure in space and time? It almost got you there. I heard that. didn't. No, you didn't. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'd never seen it before. I'd seen... Why, Lawrence? As As a fan of Doctor Who, why did you not watch this during this broadcast 10 years ago? Because stuff fell under the radar for me, right? I wasn't... I wasn't hot on twitter news i didn't know it was even really happening my parents didn't really care about doctor who's and i didn't watch just daytime television so they didn't tell me it was going on i didn't know and then by oh, the time i oh, heard about it huh? oh, i was fairly young <laughs> was you i was in uni when this right, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't young but i was like <laughs> i was old enough to be out you know fucking necking bottles of strongbow at the park with the boys oh that's true you was at that age wasn't you yeah. i was in my first year of uni um not the uni we went to obviously the a different one yeah the, the, then... you went to the second one which, which was <laughs> yeah. the one that i was at <laughs> yeah no i so i guess i was just like i don't know i just hmm. never saw it and then by the time i knew it existed i was like um oh, yeah i just i don't know i just never checked it out don't know why interesting so we've got a fake fan over here folks <laughs> no please, i have a doctor who <laughs> podcast nathan it's like a certificate no no incorrect all right interesting so you'd never seen it before today what did you know of it i knew it was about um i didn't know it would go as far as it did but i knew it was about uh the how doctor who came to be the kind of production and conception of the idea mm. and i also knew that there was a um a scene where matt smith had a little look at uh, David Bradley. That was all Spoiler I Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Stop doing this. That's <laughs> what we're going to do today. <laughs> Spoiler. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, that was literally all I knew about it. So I went in, I don't know, fairly blind, I guess, just excited to be taken on the journey. And I think it's a good journey. I, Not to show my cards too early, but I really, really enjoyed it. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Indeed. Wow. Sounds like you hated it. Um, so, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so as I say, I first saw this 10 years ago. I'd see, I've seen it a couple of times since, to be honest. I watch it like every few years or so. But last time I watched it was about six months ago. I just got bored one time and I was like, oh, well, it's been a while since I watched that. I watched that. Yeah. And now 
not realizing I'll be doing it for a podcast in six months, but then <laughs> as, uh, that happens every now and again. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. well, we saw that like the other day. Like, yeah. we can't do this. Yeah. And the other day can be any t- any time within the last three years. Yeah, so, like, yeah. <laughs> that's. Yeah. A, I, there are some movies I, I've seen within three years that I wouldn't go like. I'm not going to put that on. I watched that three years ago. Yeah, no, the same though. <laughs> same because it feels too recent. It does. <laughs> you want to forget about a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, and go in surprised. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yes. So I, I've seen it quite a few times. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, I think it's a good, um, interesting look back. Um, I, I don't know how accurate it is. To be honest, I've not necessarily looked into all that stuff. I'd imagine fairly so. It seems to be, you know. There's nothing like, hey, isn't this all great and aren't we all great? You know, it doesn't shy away from some stuff, yeah. really, which is which is quite interesting. Um, it, it's not afraid to poke a bit of fun at the BBC itself, which is a good bit of fun. I like that. It's refreshing. Um, I was I was really surprised at that. I had a few notes <clears> on how, like, yeah. I was surprised that the BBC were calling the BBC themselves out for being kind of sexist and... Uh, well, it was the sixties. I know it was. I know. So they're happy to admit. Like, <laughs> I feel like the BBC admitting to sexism is like, yeah, well, we did sexism when everyone did sexism, but we realised yeah. it wasn't cool first. <laughs> we were the first to move out of the sexism. Sure, um, but I think it's. I think it's a really, really nice. It's like this almost. This is obviously coming from two people that have a bias that enjoy the show enough to have a fucking podcast about it. Um, yeah. But I think it's just a nice kind of slice of history this tv movie that's like a it's almost like a romanticized look at how like this show that now touches the hearts of like so many people and is like lauded as one of the best sci-fi shows ever produced like mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm, interesting to mm-hmm. reframe that as like this ragtag group of underdogs that were like just scraping by to try and get a few people to look at their fucking show i tell you what i enjoy about that is the fact that on um on our other podcast, still got legs available every Monday at ten AM. Um we <laughs> we would often talk about the budget and how, you know, it's especially in like series one and stuff, it was I oh, just come back, they wasn't quite sure the budget's ten pound fifty for this episode. And you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Like they are they are gluing stuff together, they are <laughs> tying it all up with string. What, what do we always used to say? It was like silly string and hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 literally, yeah. Um and I don't know, it's it's kind of heartwarming to see it started off in the same place as well. It started off just as yeah. as like in what well, what was it at the time? Forty forty years, just over forty years, not much had changed, really. It was yeah. still it was still very scrappy. It was still, you know, held together with tape and prayers and everything like this. It was it was just as there's a great scene where um Verity and uh, Warris Hussein, the producer and director of the show, are, are trying to sell it to William Hartnell, uh, as played by David Bradley. And they're like, oh, the BBC's throwing everything at this. We've got top-of-the-range <laughs> studios. Uh, and it just cuts to, like, a guy just sweeping rubbish out of, like, a garage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just a fun little scene. I, I enjoyed that bit quite a lot. Really. There, there is, that kind of stuff. There is, like, this kind of, like... I don't, there, there is this sense of although yeah the BBC really weren't hopeful in it um it does still feel like there was all this new stuff that was kind of produced for it like there's a sense mm. of like ingenuity where like it's like ushering out kind of old techniques and it's like how did you make that effect and it's like it's just some light on a mirror 
And it's like, mm. how do you make that sound? That's really unique. I've never heard that before. That's just this guy's keys on a fucking string or something. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like, although there is absolutely that element of the BBC aren't throwing a single fucking penny at it, at the same time, it was still, and I guess it speaks to the success of it, like it, it still was looked at with fresh eyes and fresh technology. It was cheap technology as far. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was like literally dirt cheap and the ingenuity came out of the fact that they had no budget, but it was still a fresh new direction for the BBC to go in. So what did you like about this, Lawrence? Um, Apart from I, everything that you hated, obviously. Well, of course. Obviously, all the things I hated, uh, I didn't mm. like. But the stuff that I did like, um, I kind of came to the realisation at the end. That, like, I, I went into it being like, I'm really looking forward to seeing just some kind of reimaginings of how Doctor Who was made. And like, li- at first, the little moments like hearing the, the guy play the theme song for the first time to Verity, mm. I was like, this is really cool. I bet this is actually like fairly close to how it happened. But, you know that started happening, and I was like, "Is the intro to my my podcast playing? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's literally this." <laughs> and I was like, "What? <laughs> War flashbacks?" <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. There was something. What I came mm. to really fucking love about it, it was like at the end, mm. I realised that I'd just been on this journey with David Bradley giving just this phenomenal performance of like a guy who's like kickstarts a show that becomes so progressive it progresses past him mm. and him coming to terms with that like how it reframes regeneration as a way to push out the old face yeah which was incredible and i don't know th- th- i wrote this down that it was like i found it really really endearing and interesting that it was basically like it was basically a document not a documentary but like a, re- a retelling of the start of people's very prosperous careers <clears throat> paired with the end of an old guy's career yeah like i don't know just these two things like a final note in someone's body of work that really turned his relationship with like his family around um like he's he's got his granddaughter that he kind of is dismissive of at first and comes to really appreciate and like he kind of sneers at the idea of doing a show that kids love and by the end of it he's like the kids are counting on me i can't let them let them down um I don't know, just a fucking genuinely... I, I, I could go on about it forever, but I won't. But, like, the just a genuinely really gut-wrenching performance from David Bradley. A really good performance. It's interesting. I think the casting of David Bradley shows how fucking horribly people aged back in the day. <laughs> really? Because, because uh, William Hartnell was 55 when he took on the role of of Doctor Who. To put that in context, David Tennant (laughs) just turned 52, okay? (laughs) Three years younger than this guy, all right? And on his birthday, he filmed a scene. On his 52nd birthday, he filmed a scene, which we just saw, the children in the scene. Um, So... So that that goes to show, like just just the difference in and and David Bradley, yeah, he he was in his seventies at the time. This was he's in his eighties now, but yeah, he was in his seventies. Wow, uh, when this was filmed. So <laughs> yeah, I think that that's that's worth noting, really. There, there is um, this fun thing where he's like, because obviously, if we're supposed to be believing that he's playing a fifty-five-year-old man in this. There's a really well. Funny... He looks like him. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's how he, he was looks. cast for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but there's this really funny moment where they like he's he's David uh, Willie, William Hartner was taking a walk in the park with his wife and he's kind of weighing up mm. the option as to like whether to do this gig or not. He wants a change in his he's this is very much outside of his car, what he's known for playing. He's been typecast for a long time as these military figures. Um, yeah. because he's got a very stern and commanding and kind of threatening aura about him. So mm-hmm. he's he's tossing up his options as to whether to take this gig or not. And he goes, oh, fantastic. You know, he's the Doctor's like a, this this older character, this kind of grumpy grandpa type figure. And he's like, I love playing older. And I'm like, <laughs> you won't have a problem with it, mate. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, also, I can see why. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I do think the casting of David Bradley is quite good. David Bradley now he shares the honour with Peter Capaldi of having played three different roles within the Doctor Who universe. Oh, okay, does with, he? With what, and it gets very specific as well. Three different roles within the Doctor Who universe, with one of them being the Doctor himself and another one on a spin-off. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> so so he obviously plays the first doctor. He after he went on to play the first doctor uh, after this came out, which is quite interesting and fun in its own way. Oh, was this before um, he'd taken this, on the role as yeah, the first doctor? Yeah, this was yeah, so this was in 2013 and then it wasn't until 2017 when he was in the uh, the Christmas special of um wow. Doctor Who twice upon a time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cuz I figured he was just I don't know, just in my mind, I guess I'd seen one before the other and assumed it was the kind of order in which it came out, which is obviously not true. No, yeah, but, no, that's not how time works. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's not. Yeah, but I mean, no. it's definitely not how, in a space and time, I guess. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this came first. Um, so he played, so he's played the Doctor. Um, before that, though, obviously, he was in a, he played the villain in a, um, in a Matt Smith episode of Doctor Who. Okay. And, uh, then he also played the villain in a Sarah Jane episode as well. That was just a voice, though, technically. Oh, who was um, he? And that? it was also a Matt Smith episode, because Matt Smith was in that. It was, um, the death of the Doctor. He was like a weird bird puppet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know the yeah. bird. And it's like interrupts Sarah Jane's wedding or something. No, 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 no. That's the that's David Tennant's episode. That's a uh, different one altogether. That's the trickster. Oh yes. You're thinking yes. of two different things. You're thinking of two different episodes. I feel like I know the bird though. It's got a big spindly neck and a big long creepy beak. Is it, yeah, it kind of looks like a big ostrich. Yeah, yeah. That, I know the yeah, bird, yeah, yeah. but I'm it's like a big it bird puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's um, it's it's the doctor's funeral. Like they all come together for the doctor's the doctor's funeral. 
Right. You, you can't, I'm doing quotation marks. Yeah, they killed, um, they killed the doctor in the kids' CB <laughs> spin-off that no one saw. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, there's that. Bit of fun. That is cool. Well, you asked me, but what do you mm. like about it? What, why, do you go, why do you come back to this as often as you do? Uh, I don't like it, actually. I think it's shit. Oh, fair enough, then. Yeah, well, <laughs> thanks for listening, nice. folks. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. I think, first of all, the cast is very good. Obviously, you spoke uh, about David Bradley, but I think the, the young actress who plays uh carol caroline ford and susan obviously is incredible like so if you watch some of like those early episodes and like susan's scene she fucking nails it man she like (laughs) gets that character perfect um and you know all the like kind of recreations they do of like the episodes and stuff they're all really good and pretty much spot on um which is which is quite enjoyable Um, but then you also have um sasha dewan as Warish Hussein, yeah. which is which is great, um, and then you've got Jessica Rain as Verity Lambert as well, which is just, just great casting. They do a great job, I think. Yeah. I, I think they all do, yeah. And you, you see at the end, they kind of they do that like <laughs> what happened to them after Doctor Who? What did they go on to mm. produce and direct and star in and everything else? Um, and kind of like it just does the you know at the end of documentaries it does like the legacy sum up basically yeah 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 and it's good to see like the side by side photo comparisons I'm like fuck they really did nail some of these like mm. I haven't seen um, uh, hardly anything of, of classic Doctor Who but I've obviously seen <laughs> oh like you've seen fucking all of it <laughs> I've seen more than you yeah more than me is not a lot uh, I've seen a fair chunk no I'm saying you wouldn't have to have watched a lot to get more than me Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Fair enough. So that was a slight on me more than you. Um, no. But no, I, I do think they, they, they all have a quite a strong likeness. Um, and they they do a good job like capturing the era, I think. Like, Sasha Tuan, it's very interesting to see him play this kind of, like, meek, young, inexperienced director um, who mm. is just kind of, like, weighed down by the sheer pressure of the job, considering yeah. I know him as the master. <laughs> Someone running around oh, yeah, yeah. manically yes. cracking up at the doctor and... Oh, I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 a nice kind of interesting to see his range because I haven't seen him in a lot of other things either. Um, Do you not see him in Iron Fist as evil Iron Fist? Is he? Oh, he is evil Iron Fist in Iron Fist. God, yeah. I've wiped that show from my memory completely. <laughs> <laughs> that really holds no space in my mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, bad show. <clears throat> I what well, you spoke about it a little bit earlier, but the. I quite like that there is, um, like this. Uh, they do touch on the sexism more than I thought they would. Um, oh, really? I yeah. I, well, like, oh, it's not in a way that is ever just like berating and fucking irritating, and like yeah. Verity can't get a word out without. Because you man. you famously hate it when sexism is addressed and everything like that. Uh, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like another woke propaganda show. <laughs> I'm like these people weren't alive back then. They don't know. <laughs> no, but I I don't know. I like the way that they do it here. I think it's very much like. Also, that was a joke, by the way. <laughs> I realised I, I realized... let it on like it was yeah. serious. <laughs> I mean, you realise just how real that sounded for a second. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, yeah, no, I like that. It's like there is there's setbacks that Verity faces because of kind of the internalized sexism that just happens at the BBC. Like, yeah. she goes to an office of, like, the set designers where the guy hadn't built the spaceship because they just don't yeah. see the woman-produced show as the being a priority in any capacity. 
Not a silly old kid show, isn't it? Yeah, and but then also like Verity cops the flack for that, and yeah. and so um, uh, is it Sydney? Sydney isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Sydney Newman. Yeah, Sydney is just like fucking produce it. Like, yeah, it's not an easy job, and it's going to be harder for you. So just fucking do it. Yeah, um, and even that again, like, is it's like it's not really her fault <laughs> to any capacity. Mm. Um, but I like how she gets like stronger as the episode goes on. She does just go in and like stake her fucking claim and say like fuck you i'm here and then she ends up obviously blowing all of their other shows out the water um with the success of doctor who but i do think it's very like they they do it really well where like there are some people that are just outrightly sexist where like the guys and racist yeah and race yeah there is yeah there is one comment i went oh (laughs) hang on (laughs) yeah yeah. What was that? The the heat one. The heat one about how yeah. Sash the one should be used to the heat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I like that it's kind of <laughs> met with a, a guy being like, "What's wrong with you?" And he's like, oh, "I'm just saying." <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but no, like in terms of like how the sexism is done, it's this guy. This guy just kind of like outwardly is like, "Oh, is the, did you bring the producer with you then?" Because it obviously can't be you. Um, yeah. And the, but then even then, there's the other guy <laughs> who is like. He he becomes nicer, obviously, but he's like he's like the the nice guy TM. He's like just being a bit patronising. He's like, oh, it's going to be an uphill battle for you, and you could really learn for a thing or two from us. Listen, dear lady, you should you should listen to us men because yeah, we're here to help, and we we can help someone like you because we've been doing this a while. Yeah, you know? and like there is a part where he says like experience isn't a dirty word, and it's right, but like also she's better than you <laughs> and, like, yeah. and i know this because she produced the most <laughs> successful shows yeah um but no i there is this whole kind of thing that i really enjoy about it the whole tone of like i said it kind of earlier but like ushering out the old like the old attitudes and having this show that does get progressively more progressive um and interesting when you yeah interesting when you toss up that one of our most recent debates on still got legs was how they had two female writers in like a 10 year time time period or something i mean it takes a while but it does it gets there. no but you can see i can i like that you can see the motion of it happening and yeah I, and i also think it's it i'm just naturally surprised that the bbc took that approach to include it at all yeah, like they could have easily been like everything was smooth sailing for Verity, and we had absolute confidence in this show from day one. But where's where's the fucking fun in that? Where's the interest in that? Yeah, exactly. If it's all just like it was all great from the start and nothing went wrong. Like boring. I don't yeah. want to watch that. I mean, I will because it's Doctor Who. But like, <laughs> <laughs> the real story is much more interesting. The, the, to the fucking point where like. They had to reshoot the entire first episode because they watched it and they were like, that, in between us meme, that was fucking dreadful. (laughs) Just like the TARDIS doors flapping open and like the the set was like pissing with water because it got too hot and the sprinklers came on. I should say, the set design is impeccable. Like the way they Mm. recreated the the TARDIS set from uh, from the early years and that type of stuff, it looks great. And I really like fucking them. I, I get. I don't know how true this is, but I love what they did with like Williams Hartnell's attitude towards it. How like he needs mm. to understand the controls and he needs to know what button does what and where the door switch is and all that type of stuff because yeah. like people will notice and like he's right because I do. It's yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves. It's why I hate the fucking tenth Doctor's Tardis. <laughs> I 
I um I had a I had a note that literally reads. I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> I was going to call you out. And it says when Hartnell explains that the children will notice when the TARDIS buttons change depending on what they're needed to do in the plot. He was talking directly about you, Nathan. <laughs> He's right, He's Nathan, c- the almost thirty year old man will notice. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking, I just looked at it. I literally turned thirty in a month today. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost old uh, enough to play a really grumpy old doctor. I know, yeah, I'm not far off. <laughs> I'm closer to that than I am to being born. <laughs> I get that sounds weird. Um, I I do like when you were talking about the like the set dressing and stuff, and it's like an impeccable recreation of like the actual sets from 1960. Um, yeah. It's it's. What I really, I don't know. I just there's it, the humor isn't lost on me that people have gone to painstaking detail. And like painstaking effort to to recreate the finite details of this thing that was once thrown together in a week, <laughs> that people have just gone eh, fuck it, it will do. <laughs> it's like um, what's that movie? It's like the Saw bathroom. <laughs> you know the, the Saw bathroom. It's because it was a movie which cost like twenty dollars or whatever. They're like, oh, we'll just set it in this shitty looking bathroom. We'll mess it up a little bit. Great. But now, like, they have to spend, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, like, perfectly recreating that shitty-looking bathroom for every movie now, which is quite funny. But it's the same with, um, with Doctor Who, though, because they do. They spend a lot of money, like, trying mm. to recreate, like, the classic TARDIS look. It comes up uh, a, a few times in, like, the, the revival era and stuff, so... And and don't get me wrong, they do a good job, but like, yeah, there's some money in that. <laughs> yeah, like, cost a pretty penny to get it to that like level of detail. And they stuff, they so. probably spent like fucking ten times the amount to actually just make that set full stop. Probably, yeah. And, and they probably exactly. scaled it differently because they had to accommodate all the cameras that they needed to shoot with actual cameras. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and the the colors are probably different as well because like. Mm. The show was in black and white, obviously. So, like, the way you film things in, like, black and white, you need to be careful of, like, what colours what. Because, like, famously, the Adams family, uh, the old TV show, the first TV show, the Adams family, like, the sets were all bright pink because yeah. that's how... Because when, you know, if, when something is uh, broadcast in black and white, like... Uh, a sort of like white gray dark wall doesn't show up well yeah in on black and white so you have to like paint it this like sort of bright pink color to get the right kind of contrast and the same with this like the tardis console it's like a weird lime green sort yeah. of. <laughs> um, it catches you off guard like, for a minute and you go that's not it how i remember that <laughs> yeah they, they but have then a... obviously in black and white it kind of looks like metallic white and silver and that type of stuff which is how yeah. it supposed to it so yeah that's all interesting as well they have they have that great line about like how they're in this kind of obviously it's a setting some bigger hoovian than me will be able to tell me like where the me um well okay well let's put that to the test <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> what is the episode that they were filming when they had like these kind of red walls and they make a direct comment about it not being um they're like oh this looks amazing shame no one will see it like this <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that might be the Marco Polo episode. Well, but I don't know. I might be wrong. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. Well, I respect an honest stab in the dark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they did that recently, didn't they, with um, Werewolf by Night? I was trying to think of something that done it. I haven't seen that. Yes, you have. <laughs> no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, I, what, what have I got down here? I like to see that... The... No, didn't they release that in colour? 
That I they I haven't watched it in color. I didn't see the point. <laughs> yeah, but like if they if they released it in color, then I doubt they would have recolored it. So no, like, but everything was quite. They made everything intentionally quite like Technicolor and bright and mm. fantastical, very like Wizard of Oz style colors. Right. Um, just so that when oh, they oh yeah, it. while they played that Wizard of Oz song, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I'm not saying it was subtle. Yeah. I'm just saying they I haven't seen it. I don't know that. One. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I was really chuffed as a Succession fan going into oh this. Oh my god, fucking hell! <laughs> I, all right, I don't know why, and I don't care why. <laughs> no, no, but it's, on, it's the me. guy. It, the guy who plays Sasha is Logan Roy. He's like that. He's basically the Rupert Murdoch stand-in in Succession. Who's Sasha? Not Sasha, uh, Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Sydney Newman? Sydney, yeah, the guy who plays Sydney Newman in this, Brian. Bug eyed bug eyed monsters? Bug eyed bug eyed monsters and pew 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 or pa 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 Oh what's the <laughs> what's the guy from um community? Um Arvid? No, no, Pop Pop what was he? Oh, I think he was called Pop Pop. <laughs> was he called Pop Pop? I think Pop, they Pop. called him Pop Pop. Pop Pop <laughs> What a fucking absurd show that is. Um, I know. Oh yeah. I um I fucking I really, really Got liked Whiskey number five finished for everyone. Okay. Wait, I thought it was four when we started. Have you had a sneaky one in between? No, no, it was it was coming to the end of four when we started. Oh, and then I, I, see. I poured number five, didn't I? I see, my apologies. I haven't been keeping track. Well. Oh hang on. <coughs> oh. Gesundheit. Oh, thank you. Hang on. <laughs> oh, now you're just pushing it. Yeah, but, sorry. Yeah, that was presumptuous say, of me. Yeah, Gazantai. Um, what the, does Gazantai mean? I have no idea. Where does it come from? What I, language? Is I it? say it because you say it. Yeah, but I say it. <laughs> come on now, I'm taking the. <laughs> that piss. is really rude. Yeah, <laughs> but I say it because it was in that one episode of Friends. I've never seen that episode. So, You've never seen that show. No, it's true. Um, no, indeed. Um, uh, it was a fun little tangent. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what I really like about this is seeing, like, there's certain elements that, like, the BBC knows are iconic um, imagery, like the TARDIS and yeah. the Daleks and the Cybermen yeah. and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like the, you, you say Doctor Who, mm. you, you think of that. Um, yeah. Especially because. Cybermen. You do. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Okay, well, hmm. I was just saying Cybermen. You didn't say Cybermen, that's all. I said Cybermen. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's why I looked so confused. I was like, are you saying they're not iconic? Oh, no, no, no. They're very much are. Yeah. Like the, the episode of the show... The, fucking hell. The movie opens with a Cyberman having a fag. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I love seeing them in like these silly little things. Like, yeah. Yeah, Cyberman's just having an absolute rip of drag. And then like <laughs> later on, you've got obviously that iconic shot of the um, Cybermen going across the bridge. Um, Daleks. Oh, the Daleks. Yeah, the Daleks <laughs> going across the bridge, and they say um, it, it's funny that like the director walks over and he's like, "We always have to start back because of you. You're too close to the curb." And this <laughs> Dalek just basically tells him to fucking like suck eggs and do one. No, when he goes, I made a note of this. <laughs> I found it hilarious. It's just very funny just seeing a Dalek go, "What need a wee, don't I?" <laughs> <laughs> shot being in here i need a wig yeah. don't I? and it looks snug dude like you get the interior yeah. shot of like those guys and like, those poor guys just wrapped you know, up in there yeah 
60 years and they still have guys in the Dalek fucking... What? You surely you can do a remote control by this point? I, I think they probably can. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, because you think about it in, like, The Last Jedi, like, brought back, like, puppeteering with Yoda. Like, mm. there's no way that that couldn't be done remote controlled. Or Yeah. I, I guess... I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. It's I just, I just think, like... I don't know. Like, I get like they're gonna listen someone... to this and go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> why don't we?" <laughs> I just I don't understand like the need to. And I'm not saying like <laughs> don't give these guys jobs. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like <laughs> I don't know. I just think surely it's easier to just have like a fucking remote. Like they still some like when the Force Awakens was coming out and like Kenny Baker was listed as playing R two D two. I'm like. Why? Like, I, I think with Star Wars, I get it. That's a that's, legacy. That's thing. more legacy thing. Like I get it, but like, surely, like, <laughs> like you, you go to a fucking convention and there's like fucking thirty of them just roaming around, like with some guy with a fucking remote behind it. Like, what, it, what, what would it do no if after way. all this time it was revealed that like there was just a small guy inside BB-8 just getting fucking dizziness <laughs> and trauma, just blood force fucking foot? rattling. <laughs> Have you seen the footage of, like, the guy in, like, the green screen suit just, like, behind BBA on, like, a big fucking stick? <laughs> just, like, just, like, running with him like a pram. <laughs> I, I like to imagine someone in BBA is like a, like, you know when someone goes zorbing and they're just all over mm. the shop? They just have no concept yeah. of how to stand up. That's what but, I like. By the way, I, I want to clarify. It's it's absolutely great that Kenny Baker came back for The Force Awakens. He's a fucking legend, and he should have done. I just, I just like, bring him back as, like, a cameo or, like, yeah. give him another role to do rather than forcing him inside this little fucking uh, droid fucking uh, prop costume, whatever. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah. he's probably just cramped, like, this 70-year-old man just cramped. <laughs> exactly. Probably, like, probably just him. arthritis, a bad back, and he's just there like, oh, this sucks, but... Thanks for the million or whatever it was. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope he got paid. Well, he obviously did. He, but, yeah. Oh, he got paid. Legacy mm. returning member of Star Wars. They got, they paid him. But you were saying about, like, the, the what? The, like, the iconography of it all? And... Yeah, I, I like that they, they lean into that. And, like, because mm. something I considered kind of halfway through this was mm. the silhouette of the Doctor is ever-changing, right? There, there, yeah. there is iconography wow. to that. Well, for, 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 for the most part, for the most part, I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks like David Tennant more often than it doesn't. But <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for the most part, but, it's, yeah. But like, what I'm saying is, everyone has their way in. Like, yeah. like people watching this, because this presumably would have like caught the attention of a few dads that remembered their time watching Doctor Who as a as a little as a wee lad. Um, me, yeah, me, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just like the fact that they like they leaned more into like the Daleks creation and they, they did a mm. big, the Daleks almost got like a, a bigger fanfare than anything. And they really kind of made this point that, or that at least how they coincided the story was that the bringing about the Daleks made Dr. Who what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it did though. That's, that's a matter of fact though, because yeah. like the, the show aired and it was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, but it's like, it is what it is most of the yeah. time, which is a cool show, but there's nothing that like yeah. grips you to it like a Dalek. Yeah. And then you got like four episodes of like you know, you got four weeks of the doctor and his companions like in caves with these cave people and they're like, 
talking to each other and grunts and everything like that and yeah. uh, doing all this and like if you haven't watched it like no no it's great to see where it came from but it's tough to get through like that <laughs> that first story arc and everything like that but then the second story arc is the daleks terry nations the daleks the introduction of the daleks hmm. um and it's like it's in like the history of Doctor Who it, it is massively overshadowed the the first story because it, <laughs> tell me someone who doesn't know the Daleks yeah man. you They're can't like yeah. even if you're like American or like like even if you don't know Doctor Who you know the Daleks like if yeah. you show someone a Dalek they're like oh yeah it's a Dalek <laughs> like you know <laughs> I I do like that scene uh, specifically of Brian Cox playing Sydney. Um, like mm. just trying his hardest as an actor to pretend that he doesn't oh, know this the word Dalek. Is that the Brian Cox? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, because you famously don't know who, who Professor Brian Cox is. <laughs> no, I don't. You were like the guy from Succession? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. It's another guy called Brian Cox, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I like that there, there's that scene of him like just trying desperately as an actor to pretend he, that Dalek doesn't roll off the tongue when he sees those letters in that order. Like, yeah. the, like the furthest leap that I could get if I was trying not to pronounce Dalek as Dalek would be like, Dalek? But <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's not like Dorling, <laughs> like all these other ridiculous True. things he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's a bit of fun. I also, I like that there's this, um, there's this part of him that's like, there is a bit of stiff upper lip kind of BBC of like, well, we're gonna go, we're gonna take him back in time. These kids ought to learn something. Like, yeah. there's this kind of of nature to it, which I thought was quite fun. It was very interesting the way they did the, the um, excuse me, the introduction of the Daleks, um, and it was paired with like you know Sydney reading the script of like the introduction, the description of them, and uh, at the at the same time that's happening, we're getting these flashes of like not quite sure what it is at mm. first it's like a like a lens is like the eye lens of a dalek is that like and then there's like a a barrel of of a gun and we're like oh it's a dalek's ray gun or whatever yeah. but then it like cuts to a hard shot and it's the kennedy assassination because famously <laughs> as uh i think it was the day before uh doctor who aired kennedy was assassinated <laughs> and they were like well that's that fucked then yeah <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> I mean, like fucking David Bradley as William Hartnell said it best. Everyone's watching yeah. the fucking news, and of course they are because yeah. it's like it's the biggest fucking event in the world. It's like your new show airing on September 11th, two thousand and one. Like, oh, no one's tuning in, mate. <laughs> like, I'm and, sorry. and it's not like they can catch it on iPlayer. Like this matters. No, quite exactly. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and it, and it was quite interesting the way they handled that. Obviously, like uh, the, the you know there is. Um, a, a possibility in a world out there where, like, if they didn't do a repeat or whatever, mm. then it just never made it. Then it was just like, well, that's that, I guess. Yes, yeah, that was a weird footnote it. in our expansion plans, and that was that. Yeah, yeah. I, see you later, Doctor Who. I do like that moment where, like, <clears throat> um, Sydney is just kind of like giving Verity some shit for it, like not performing very well. Um, yeah, and then like she's like, well, come on, mm. like, be fair. Like some some people were preoccupied, and he turned the newspaper around to that like iconic uh, Jackie sprawled across the car kind of thing, um, yeah. and and like, it says like like it was a big headline like Kennedy assassination. He was like, oh, so it was Kennedy's fault, and it's like, <laughs> no, but like 
like cause and effect, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the guy who shot Kennedy's fault. He should have known Doctor Who was coming. Exactly. Yeah. Not a Hoovian. Yeah. That I, I suppose he didn't get the chance to be a Hoovian, did he? No. Never seen it. Never yeah. seen it. Good. Fuck him. I don't know. <laughs> Do I like Kennedy? I have no idea. <laughs> I just maybe this is too progressive of me, Nathan. But I don't think people deserve to get shot in the head. Well, wow, what a bold statement! That sounds too woke, if you ask me. I just—I don't know why. I just—it brought me back to that. I—I I fucking love that episode of Do Go On where they talk about Lyndon B. Johnson. It's like Lyndon B. President. That's—that's <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of like a running gag on Do Go On. It's great every time it comes up. So Lyndon good. B. Rowe. Just Lyndon B. Anything. Yes, yeah. like <laughs> Lyndon B. Going to the shops. <laughs> Lyndon B. Watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's when it was like because they said like he's been sworn in as president and i was like lyndon be president lyndon be president um uh. i i got this um i i i kind of touched on it earlier but i'm curious to get your thoughts on it um i fucking love that this like we love regenerations right they're big events in doctor who now right you your doctor team, yeah gets a speech and a send-off um, you have a good cry. Yeah, yeah, and you, you also it's a like it's a time of change in the show that is always interesting, and it it obviously usually brings about a new actor. Not the best time in in Doctor Who's history yeah. to be talking about that. Um, but it we'll, will, we'll we'll get another one presumably soon. Yeah, exactly within so, the next few weeks, and then we'll you know that'll be and that'll be interesting. But like, yeah, I I don't know. I I like that they frame it here as this excellent kind of depiction of a man who like was kind of semi-retired looking for roles out of his element bored of his job um to this man who got this role had a wonderful time with it grew quite a lot or at least in this story i don't know much about william hartnell in real life and how true this was um but like grew quite a lot as a person because of it formed his own like TARDIS team in a way of like a family surrounding like the producers and the directors that he became familiar with. Um, and then basically they reframe how a regeneration in the show acts as basically the really sad story of a man who was never ever going to tell himself enough was enough, but needed to kind of get the boot so that the show could go further than him. So that like his work yeah. building this incredible thing could stand the <clears> test of time and live on. There's um there's a moment in it where it's kind of like I don't know, I don't know if you will ever know this because like <laughs> sounds harsh but, but I genuinely don't mean it harsh but like you've never like done like a proper job but like but <laughs> I've done a fucking proper job no Fuck but off. I mean like a a job where you start with like a whole bunch of people and you're in training together oh and that yeah type no of stuff. I've never done yeah, that. yeah exactly so it's like it's like when you get a job and like. You you with like a whole L group plus of people. unemployment plus dull line plus ratio, <laughs> and then you know you're in training together for a couple of weeks. You get to know each other, and then you start the job. And then like one by one, like it, they just drop, like <laughs> like, like you know. And then one day, like a few months down the line, you're just at work and you just have the realization that oh, I'm the only one out of my training group who's left. Yeah, now. like it's kind of like that sort of thing at one point, like. Uh, it gets to the point for for William Hartnell where like he's the only one left from that like kind of OG crew. There's no one there who started Doctor Who. Yeah, they're still around. Verity's left. Warris is left. Uh, 
Ian, Barbara, Susan, they've all left. So And they I think it yeah. paints like change as rapid as well yeah like it, yeah the the way that, i mean just because it's the nature of a tv movie so they've they've got a, a long ground to cover in a short span of time um but like it's little things like david bradley is taking longer than they would have liked <clears throat> to have set himself on the tardis and like yeah. he's taking longer than they want to remember his lines and he's they're skipping over things that he deems important which are important to a like mm-hmm. a child's belief in the show like i.e the TARDIS is in flight, the console should be moving. And, yeah. and when it's but not... But at the same time, he's also difficult to work with in yeah. the case that, like, he's a... He, he is a grumpy old man. Like, yeah. he'll... Like, people don't like talking to him because he'll just, like, yell at them. And he'll, like, like you don't know where you're born, get away! And well, the, all this sort of The director's of like, hi, Bill, how you doing? And he's like, you haven't earned the right to use my name, let's see how long you last on my fucking show. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, it gets to a point where, like, um, one of the characters, like, he goes to Sydney with, like, just a whole bunch of fucking memos, which are, like, presumably mm. complaints about about uh, William Hartnell. Like, so quaint well, this, in this the day of, like, 10,000 Ofcom write-ins and stuff now. <laughs> like, we've had yeah. five people moan about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I do really like that, and it's kind of... There's almost not a right side because, like, he needs to let go and let things progress and take his hands off the wheel. But at the same time, yeah. it's important that when he goes, there is someone left to respect what's been done. Um, well, it is. You see, this is a strange thing because <laughs> we have 60 years of Doctor Who history to look back on. Yeah. And to say, of course, that's important. Yeah. But at the yeah. time, it's not, though, is it? It's like... No, but... It's, it's a fucking massive roll of the dice to be like, mm. yeah, well, we have this show. It's great. Everyone loves it. We're going to fire the main actor. <laughs> 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 we're going to fire the main actor, mm. and then we're going to get someone else in who's going to take over. Is he playing a different character? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand how that works. <laughs> yeah. And I get it, and I trust it. Sure. <laughs> let's 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 see what happens. It's a fucking huge roll of the dice. I I like that brief moment you get to see of Patrick, the guy who plays uh, Patrick Troughton, come in as well. Um, uh, Reese Shearsmith, I think it is. Yeah, and just a great little, <laughs> like, great quick Patrick Troughton um, kind of impression because he doesn't really have a chance to flesh out a character or anything. It's more just like, yeah. A, but I love those little. They got Patrick Troughton's kind of like little quips down, like the. Well, who's who? And like, oh, yeah. I, there's only one man in England that can do it. Oh, couldn't they get him? And all of this, and like, it's all very fun. But it does. It's kind of it, you. You see him as this kind of tragic figure for David Bradley because he's essentially looking at. Oh, that's his replacement. That's my life. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. I guess I'm just gonna. And like, the way he walks off set, it's very yeah. much like a. Okay. Bye. That's it now. Well, let's get on. Yeah. Like, See you later. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Troughton's on set. He's the number you, one guy. I'll tell you what's very interesting, and we'll obviously get to this on Still Got Legs, but there's the 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 Doctor Who Confidential for David Tennant's last episode is is very interesting because there's a moment like where they do the regeneration scene and there's like him on set and there's Matt Smith on set. Yeah. And like he does like his final part and stuff, and it's like this real, just like big emotional moment. And it's just like, right, see you later, bye. Uh, yeah, can we, can we dress the set? Let's for carry Matt, on please? with a new guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see you later, David. Cheers. And you get you bye. get that amazing moment where Matt is walking to the TARDIS in Tennant's suit, 
and it's yeah. like it all and like i think russell even says like it feels wrong like <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's bizarre um i've got not something we had here though interesting enough because one of uh only two occasions um the other one being the most recent where the doctor regenerates and the clothes also regenerate he's got to switch so. up his vibe <laughs> other well, times it's times. been like this vibe is appropriate yeah. this time yeah. it's like nah not feeling it sure um i you know me and anyone that listens to still got legs knows me knows me for being a big big fan of the kind of 2005 to 2010 ish run of doctor who yes it's my one series one to four is like my favorite kind of time of the show and tenant is my favorite doctor yeah <laughs> No, I understand it's not an inspired choice, but I grew up with him. He's he's the Doctor to me. All of my fond childhood memories of Doctor Who are with him. Um, Such a unique and interesting choice. <laughs> it, right, for people my age, this is a popular opinion, Nathan. <laughs> I know, I'm aware. <laughs> um, but, so you can imagine how I felt. And this mm. this is... I bet you love Tobey Maguire too, don't you? <laughs> no, I actually think he's one of the worst. <laughs> I like his movies. I think he's not great. Um, yeah. But I I like the the line... Well, I don't like it. It fucking absolutely shattered me. And David... This all testament to David Bradley and his ability um, mm. to just make your heart melt for this old guy who is more getting more irritable by the minute. Um, yeah. just him warming his hands over the fireplace and crying and saying that he doesn't want to go, which is obviously a very famous line from the 10 yeah. era. Um, just fucking shattered me, just eviscerated me, and I just felt so sad for him. You see, it's interesting because the first time I watched it, I was the exact same. Mm. I was I was very much very emotional about that and absolutely cried and had all these kind of like very emotional reactions to it. But, like, the more I watch it, I don't know. I think it's just because the older I get, the more I get jaded with the 10th Doctor's regeneration. And, like, <laughs> now I'm just at a point where I'm, like, Ugh. like, I don't know. I I have so many I, questions. Uh, we'll get to it later on this season of Still Got Legs. But I have yeah, so many questions. We can't talk about it now. But, like, look, I just... Uh, I... It's difficult to know what to say. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just get jaded with a few things. What, so um, you didn't like the, was it, you didn't like the reference? You didn't? I, I don't think, no, I think that, like, I love the reference the first time I saw it, but now it's to the point where like, I've seen it a few times. Now it just kind of feels a bit ham-fisted to it, me it now. It absolutely is ham-fisted, yeah. Yeah, it just feels like, oh, is this thing you know? And the the, the movie, like, it does that a lot. Like, mm. there's a whole lot of, like, these references. Like, at one point where Sidney Newman is firing Will Hartnell, he literally goes, we need to uh, regenerate yeah. the show. Well, <laughs> like, uh, all um, right. William Hartnell's getting pitched, and he goes, the Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of those self-referential kind of beats. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, it's weird, because whenever stuff like that comes up in Doctor Who, I'm like, yes. I love this. I love but everything about Who. this. But but yeah, I think that's the trick when it's in when it's in something like this, which is yeah, it's supposed to be taking itself seriously and supposed <laughs> to be like realistic and stuff. I'm like, hmm, I I don't know. I think with I a lesser also, actor, it would have been weird. But David Bradley fucking yeah. kills that moment. 
Dave Bradley is great. I, I also, I think this is really just me becoming just a, a grumpy old man, but <laughs> I also get a bit uh, jaded and annoyed with some of like the the reverence and the iconography stuff as well. Because, but I, I can't blame. What do you mean? How do you mean by that? But you know when like there's a oh it's the Daleks and oh it's oh, the right. Tardis. You know the Tardis. You all love like it. Literally opens with a shot of a fucking a 1960s police box in, yeah. like, this, like, gloomy, cloudy atmosphere. And it's like, look at this holy image, this police <laughs> box, which is so iconic and everything like that. And, like, this isn't the this isn't the fault of the, the TV movie at all because it's 10 years old and it's in a completely different time. But after we've had, you know, the past decade of fucking legacy sequels where it's just look at this thing that you know and yeah. oh the music's gonna slow down and oh it's the millennium falcon <laughs> it's the ghostbusters but you car. like this right you, I, oh, yeah, I, I used to you're the, I, I you're the biggest star wars fan i know and like yeah no i i i am i am and i i do i'm, I'm hypocritical i guess because i love it <laughs> in star wars but then but I don't always love it. I don't know. There's just like there's something about that just like forced reverence and iconography, like mm. like the fucking Ghostbusters thing, where it's like, look at the Ghostbusters car. Like the yeah. Ghostbusters is a mediocre comedy from the eighties, and it's like, <laughs> look at this. Whoa! Remember everything. Remember how important yeah. and and world change. It's from a pretty okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, calm down, all right? What, do you, what just... do you think when we're 50 or 60 years old? What do you think will be, <sighs> like, shepherded to the to the youth of the day? As, I, like... I hate to think, because, and this is where I will get cynical, it'll just be the same shit because they're not making anything new yeah, and they're just true. forcing the same old stuff down our throats. So I don't, that's still not cynical. Fucking, that, that's there's truth to that. It'll still be fucking Ghostbusters <laughs> and Transformers and Star Wars and everything. Like you know, ninety year old Hayden Christensen is trying to do his <laughs> lightsaber twirl in a wheelchair. <laughs> you see, I am hypocritical because that fucking episode of Ahsoka where it was like, look, it's Anakin. Look how much you love Anakin. I was like. You know what I do? Yes, <laughs> you're right, and I love this. I think I think but, it, just, it stems down to like individual people's enjoyment, right? Because Star Wars is your yeah, thing. So when they does. do that in Star Wars, and it is a little bit like, like look at this. You remember this, Ooh. don't you? When it happens in stuff that you love, it's important to people. And like, for me, but I love Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I know. I, I guess <clears throat> I don't know. Just kind of different strokes for different folks, I guess. I don't, I don't really. I, I think maybe, yeah, I think maybe if it was, like, in Doctor Who itself and not, like, yeah. a show about Doctor Who, then maybe it would be different. Yeah, because this is telling, like, this... I don't know, there's an element of, like, Doctor Who doing it is a bit cheeky and a bit... We remember when we did that. But this is a little bit more, like, we're telling you a serious story and this is a man crying and we've got him saying Tenant's last line. Um, I, I, ca- see, I, can't, like... I can't disagree more, by the way. I, I love that. I think it works brilliantly. And this is one of my favourite... Uh, kind of times that this has happened, like because I just think mm. when you're going to do something oh, but, like but that, I, give it to an actor I've, that can sell it. 
Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. I'm like, the, the, I fully understand. This is my issue. Like, <laughs> okay. like, like I said, I can't blame the the TV movie for this at all. Yeah. Like, this is my baggage that I'm bringing to the table. Okay, but I have to talk about my enjoyment. Hey, of it's it, your you podcast. <laughs> exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> Um, my my last note just says they could have got Matt Smith in the room, though. Well, no, apparently that was intentional because, like, the <laughs> the no, no, seriously, because like the idea was as Doctor Who goes on, and I genuinely think they might be doing this. Um, as the show goes on, they can put anyone in there. They can yeah do that again with Shooty Gatwa, and I think they're going to because. Um, this is going to be rebroadcast on the BBC for the upcoming 60th anniversary. And Shooter Gatwick recently said he did a scene. He's done a Doctor Who scene oh. with William Hartnell. So, but but no one knows. Well, with, I can't remember if he said with William Hartnell or David Bradley, but he said something to that effect. He said, I remember this quote, he said the first Doctor. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and everyone's like, that's weird. Like, yeah. where's, where's that ah. coming from? <laughs> yeah. So I, I genuinely think it, it could be um, part of it. But hey, yeah, I, I would like it. to see that. And I'd, I'd be happy to be proven wrong about it. If it stays forever mm. as Matt Smith, there was I was watching mm. this next to my wife and we she didn't have the context. No, I've. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> wow. I hate Nathan. I hate it when things are just needlessly referenced. It really it boils my piss. Um, but she just kind of she she was watching it kind of like every now and again, glancing up from whatever she was doing. Um, and she she went, "Why is just Matt Smith there?" And I was like, yeah. "Matt Smith was the Doctor at time of the air." And I was like, "That not that, true. It does make sense. Not true. What? Who was it then?" No, it wasn't. Yeah, right. So why else? Well, yeah, because it. <laughs> so, but it does at the minute kind of just look like this scene where when you watch it now, yeah, it looks like it should either be a different doctor or have a lot of them just kind of like <laughs> grinning at him like hey, we're the doctor too. Yeah, um, I would like to see it get kind of updated because I do think that's a nice little thing. Mm, I don't know if you need to. I think it's I'll, as I'll... crucial as getting the thank you for. You know, don't forget to subscribe to the official Doctor Who YouTube channel at the end of all the all the videos. No, I like the ending though. Like when it when it's mm. you know like William Hartnell looking across the console, seeing Matt Smith's Doctor, seeing the future of the show, really seeing that it's yeah. like it is something that lasts. It's something that goes on all these years, and it started with him. It's like that's special. I think it's a really beautiful, heartwarming moment. Yeah, I think. I think so. And it's also, it's yeah. not meant to be like it, it's not. It's it's fucking. It's symbolic, right? He, David Bradley mm. isn't seeing him. He's just envisioning course, this bright. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Mark Guys is not suggesting that in 1966 <laughs> William Hartnell had some sort of outer body experience <laughs> and just predicted the future of Doctor Who. <laughs> I I, don't, I just I like it because it's like his granddaughter is kind of ignoring all of his like Hartnell's like you have to not expect so much of your old grandpa like I'm I'm getting old and yeah. and it's just like this scene where she kind of ignores it and it's just like my grandpa can do anything he's Doctor Who Doctor Who can do anything and yeah. like, there's just this lovely kind of scene where you kind of see him accept the fact that it's time to move on even if he doesn't yeah. like it even if he drags himself kicking and screaming it's time to go um. Yeah. And I do like that as he departs for like the last time, while no one is paying attention to him, he just looks over and just envisions this lovely future for a show that 
uh, would go on to last many seasons, get cancelled, have a terrible movie, and then come back again. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Put some respect on the 1996 movie, okay? I'm not having this. <laughs> okay. All right? One you day, one day we'll discuss words. it. Yes, we will. And I mark my words now. You, those, those words that you just had, they will be eaten. Okay. okay? <laughs> All right. Some yeah. humble pie will be served, I think. Okay. Not having this. Um, Nathan... Slandering my man Paul. With my <laughs> <ears>. <laughs> uh, I'm just seeing... Uh, oh, have you got anything else, by the way, before we move on? Um, no, it's a beautiful time. It's a good, fun time. Um, I enjoy it very much. I would like to see... And you know what? I would like to write and create the version of this for the 2005. Uh, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Who who could they get playing Christopher Eccleston? Me. And Billy Pup. Because that's weird. Because they're just two very much alive people. Well, yeah. This is what you do in like 20 years or whatever. Like, give it some time. Yeah. Um, But like, yeah. I, I, I think that would be interesting to see. I think that could be something quite interesting and i think it will happen but i think it will definitely happen especially in this hooniverse era that we're yeah. in hopefully dogs who only gets bigger from now on um, yeah and doesn't just we'll kind see. of change again and get i hope people don't lose interest the same way they did before i know there is a loyal group that stuck with it through thick and thin but me it de- yeah but it definitely did dwindle <laughs> in terms of people's its place in pop culture it, it, it did, but I think people massively exaggerate that. Yeah, like, I agree. Also, it's a bit. Yes, it, it never fell to the lows that some people say it did. No, people claim it's like like it was like seconds away from being cancelled. Yeah, which is just by the way, like... not true. <laughs> no, no. Like, oh, they're, they're sat there with the fucking <laughs> bombshell idea of bringing back Russell uh, and bringing back mm. David Tennant, and they're like, could do that and make lots of money. <laughs> Or, or we could just cancel. We could just let go of this enormous fucking brand and IP that we've got. One of the only things that we've got as well, I might add. Yeah, that makes sense in 2023. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. that makes so much sense. <laughs> I see so yeah. many people like, if the show ended mm. here, what a beautiful run it had. And I'm like, if it just doesn't, though, does it? It doesn't end here. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. And if it does, they will br- they brought it back before. It literally got brought back. You're talking about yeah. the cancellation of the revival era. What does that say? Yeah. It, it it it'll it'll hey I'm not saying it'll never get cancelled. I don't know what I'm saying. I've had a few whispers. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on, Lawrence. What's the next bit? Of Nathan, this show? the next bit of this show is where the people get to have their say. Um, Lawrence, you have tweeted out for some thoughts and some feelings and some reactions to whatever um, we're discussing here today, and the people can do that, and they can do that at Twitter at another happy pod. Or they can email us at um, at not podcast at gmail dot com, but at another ha- another happy Be- pod at gmail dot com. There we go. That's the one. So I tweeted out earlier just to kind of gauge some people's thoughts. I also, as this kind of pertains to still got legs, I also retweeted it uh, from that account just to see if we could get any more Hoovian takes. That's absolutely beautiful, Lawrence. Let me ask you one important question. Yes. Did we get any responses? No, we did not. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's good. Lawrence, is there a reason for that? It may be because I did it. I mean, I tweeted it five hours ago. Okay, yeah, but you know what five hours is? It's not two days, is it? No, Which is it's... what I do on um, Still Got Legs. <laughs> so. Listen, all right. 
It's fine. It doesn't matter. I'm a bit let down by the Still Got Legs crowd. I can't lie. I've seen them give you some leeway on like 20 minute tweets before, but that's fine. That's yeah, they, they know when a when a tweet comes out and it's written by me. They can tell. Should. Yeah, I could. I was going to say I can always tell, but of course I can because <laughs> it's you. Because <laughs> it's me, and I'm like, oh, I didn't write that one. <laughs> Um, Nathan, did you know that at the end of all these episodes, we like to do this thing called uh, a recommendation? Um, I had no idea. Oh, well then let me tell you how we do them. So basically, we recommend things to each other and to you, our lovely loyal listeners. Um, And basically, it can be anything that we've watched, done, experienced, seen, I don't know, anything uh, engaged with. Whiskey number seven. Whiskey number... Wait, hang on, we skipped six. Did we? Yeah, I'm sure we did. <laughs> oh no, I've lost it. <laughs> wait, did we? Wait. No, yes, you're right. Yes, yeah, sorry, whiskey number six. Oh, okay. Yes. So you didn't just not tell me about six? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I can't be sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, basically, it's stuff that we've ex- we've watched or engaged with in some way, stuff that we've experienced. Um, Nathan, what is your recommendation this week? I've passed off to you while you're having a drink. I will give you a moment. <laughs> I want you to go first. Okay. <laughs> are you going to copy me, or are you going to think of a drink? No, I'm not. I know. I, I, already, I genuinely already have one. Okay. My recommendation this week, Nathan, is a show on ITV called Mamma Mia, I Have a Dream. Thank God it's not the same as mine. Okay. Lawrence, just by the name of this show, okay, yeah. I'm immediately getting flashbacks to those shows that were on in like the the uh the sort of early no, sort of the late two thousands where it's like Joseph Any Dream Will Do yeah. or like Somewhere Over the Rainbow where it's like sort of like an X Factor singing contest, but the idea is Instead of like getting a a record deal and a drug problem or whatever, you actually get, you get a record a, deal, um, no career. <laughs> yeah, a record deal, no career. To be to be surpassed by your runners up every time. Yeah, to be surpassed by Harry Styles. Instead, you get a um, a uh, a role in a West End show, presumably in this case, Mamma Mia. Nathan, Am I correct in assuming would be that? Lawrence? So bang on, it hurts. Oh, we are so fucking back, boys. <laughs> this, what wait, is this show? Nathan, this... So basically, it's set in a, a villa in Greece. You know the you know the vibe of the X Factor judges' houses section of the show? Well, which is bullshit, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking... It's a, I mean, not not back then, but an Airbnb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they hired a oh, villa. Let's, let's go to Gary Barlow's house, and it's this big fucking stately home in Manchester. Like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Fuck off, I know man. what Gary Barlow wants to do. It's to give everyone <laughs> on TV, in the nation, an inside look at the security in his home. That's yes, what the... fucking he wants to do. <laughs> that was very funny, those. When they're like, this is where we live. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> Just one of those contestants should have been like, yeah. do you live here? Go make me something to eat then. Where's the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your utensils, mate? The most immaculate place that has never been lived in before yeah. you'll, that it's, you'll ever see. It's literally a show home. Um, yeah, literally. But yeah. So anyway, it's an ITV competition. <clears throat> it's a, it's it's essentially has that Judges' Houses vibe. It's a lovely villa in Greece where they have picked from open auditions, which is why I think it's quite interesting. Ooh, and so just from the regular plebs. Re- regular plebs. Um, and, and also, that's depicted in talent levels. There are some people that I go... 
there was no one better than this guy or this girl? <laughs> like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So what what roles are they gunning for? So there are seven girls, seven boys, and they are going to win the contract of a year uh, at the West End performing the roles of Sky and Sophie from Mamma Mia. So basically, the Sophie wins. Like, I'm, yeah. Being Sky is a big deal, but like, he's not why people go to Mamma Mia. Not at all. Yeah. But then the, I, I haven't seen the stage musical. It might be different than the movie. Maybe because like Sky's hardly in the movie. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> That's also really funny because like there yeah. are kind of personal <laughs> notes from like Amanda Seyfried and stuff. She like videos in the girls and she's like, "Good luck, girls. I hope you all do great." And then for Sky's like video message, it's just not Dominic Cooper, and it's <laughs> it's the guy who plays Sky on West End currently. Okay, so it's great. just like. There's an aura of like. Well, well, that's true to the movie in that he's hardly in it. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> appears like he largely doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it's it's a really really good little show. Uh, we watched like four episodes of it the other night. I think there's five out. I think it's a, an eight week run. Um, and basically, what they do every week is they have these judges have them perform uh, a musical number. Can be a musical theatre thing. Can just be like yes. a song. Yes. Um, and they also take them through like acting workshops. And it's quite fun to like pick who you think might get it because there are some. One guy is a phenomenal singer. Yeah. But he has absolutely zero like chemistry with any of the partners he's been put with and his acting sucks. So like wow. it's interesting watching him lose his spot over people that can like hold a tune but can act really yeah. well because you have to find yeah. that balance in musical theater. Yeah, you got to be the triple threat. That's mm. what they say. Triple threat, singing, dancing, acting. And Nathan, there is something that if you weren't already on board to watch it, I think this can tip you over the edge. Here we go. Big moment. There are four judges. Two of them I don't know. Two of them I do. One is Alan Carr. And the other (sighs) is Glee's very own Amber Riley, Mercedes Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Yeah. Not my favorite Glee cast member, I will say. But if you had thrown a... I know you've had a few whiskeys and some of them are dead, so be careful. (laughs) (laughs) More of them are dead. No, that's not true. Um, I don't know. They're all kind of unlikable, but like that's the characters though. Amber Riley is a lovely human being. Yeah, no, she. That's that's true. I'm I'm sure she is. Alan Carr, I find very annoying. I thought so too, but he fits into this show very well. I think. I also find anyone who like. Just like you know, just hosts TV annoying. Because like, I was watching, I was watching Children in Need on Friday because there was the Doctor Who scene, which is literally the only reason I was watching it. Yeah, um, and also to spoil the kids, of course. That makes me sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask you if you donated. I'll do you that. Good I did grace. actually. Oh, Fuck okay. you, I did actually. Yeah, okay, well, then do. don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How the turntables <laughs> have turned, indeed, my friend. Um, no, no, I was, um, I was watching Children in Need, and they, they, for some reason, they have like seven hosts of this, of this show, and I'm like, they're mostly awful. It's just like, don't get me wrong, they're they're fine at what they do. All right, yeah. they're 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 doing what they need to do, but it's just oh, it's this awkward staged banter. Yeah, and it's it's just oh, I I'm sure everyone in the studio is having a good time. All right, <laughs> I'm sure the audience are having fun, but it's just for me watching at home. I'm like, this is horrendous. Yeah, it's just oh. 
they need to stop writing those bits in like it's like it's like when two awkward actors that have never met each other shuffle out on stage at the oscars (laughs) and they're like i love this movie and the other one that just clearly hasn't seen it is like me too (laughs) me too yeah it's it's awkward like staged banter is is one of the worst things ever because it just never really works yeah Really? It's just no, it's, it, they keep trying and they keep failing. I respect the commitment, yeah. but give up at some point. Yeah. What I will say is there was a um, a guy, uh, a, a lad actually, a young lad who was one of the hosts of Children in Need. I think he's like fourteen, fifteen, or something like that. Mm. And he's going to be on the next series of Doctor Who as well. Um, and he's great. He's a young disabled kid, which is why he was part of Children in Need. Um, and he he was actually the funniest out of all of them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So like he was great, but like you got like fucking Jason Manford and fucking who's who's that Geordie guy, Chris Ramsey, and it's just, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's just a Hulkwood banner, and it's just like was any of them Dermot the... O'Leary? No, thank fuck. Thank God, cause... society has healed that much of this. Yeah, was it Dermot O'Leary who did the? No, I'm thinking of Ollie Murs. <laughs> the, um, Ollie Merce is equally as painful with a host. Yeah, they're they're pretty interchangeable. Yeah, but I, the um, you remember when he like posted a video of like putting his dick in a can of Pringles <laughs> or whatever? I still reference like, that. If I see a can of Pringles out, I just put it to my crotch, and I'm just like, hey. <laughs> it's a weird thing to do. <laughs> it's for Ollie Merce. <laughs> for my it's for, for, for Ollie. <laughs> I, pr- I, ra- <laughs> I raise it up in support of Ollie Merce. It's for you gotta do it for Ollie. For Ollie. <laughs> That's the funniest fucking thing you've ever said. Oh god, Nathan, what did you recommend? <laughs> what are you recommending? Give me a <laughs> oh, it's for Ollie, man. You gotta do it for Ollie. You gotta show up for Ollie. <laughs> I love the fact that Ollie Murs like came fairly high up in X Factor and then like 10 or like like five years later came back with his tail between his legs to host it. Like, is this not, that seems like a crazy thing to do when you're trying to be like, this show makes superstars that come back to have hosting gigs on our show. That happens quite a lot. Like there's like a few like people who like got quite far on X Factor are now just like TV hosts. Like Rylan is just a fucking, he's quite good. I quite like Rylan to be fair. He's quite funny. Stacey Solomon. Is she oh she was on it. Fuck yes. Yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, she she was um she's quite good as well. Um she does celebrity goggle box and stuff now. She she does she she occasionally does loose women. And loose women is one of those shows where like everyone on the panel is terrible. Just they're just <laughs> like, let's get four of the worst people you've ever met and let's hear their opinions about stuff. But like whenever Stacey Solomon is on there, she's like the only one who's talking sense. Yeah. Bizarrely. She's just looking around <laughs> at these like out of touch old Tories. Yeah. Like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, man, Nathan, what are you recommending this week? Uh, Lawrence, this week I am recommending a TV show. Nice. Uh, that I uh, watched while well, I'm watching, because it's currently on at the moment. Uh, I've seen two episodes so far, two episodes out at the moment. It is Monarch Legacy of Ooh. Monsters. This is on Apple TV+, Plus, the uh, the best streaming network. I'll say it. Oh, for okay. Orig- for original content, fighting words. Um, it's great. 
it's fucking great, really good stuff. So this obviously takes place within the uh, the monster verse. So your King Kongs, your Godzillas, your in the movie universe. In the movie universe, yeah. Ah, yeah. There's a scene. There's a scene where um, one. It's it's set in 2015. Well, it's set in 2015, but also in the 50s as well. Yeah. So it's set across two time periods, and you have uh, Wyatt Russell, your favorite Captain America, <laughs> playing. <laughs> play I do like you. Wyatt Russell. You do. You loved it. <laughs> like your your whole takeaway from that show was, I loved that racist Captain. No, America. that's not. <laughs> It's you, more nuanced would, than that, Nathan. You were cheering when he beheaded that guy. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you have Wyatt Russell, who is great, as this um, like soldier in the like 50s or whatever. And then you have Kurt Russell in That's uh, the 2015. That's his dad, yes. But in this, he's playing the same person. So that's... <gasps> Quite interesting. That is yeah. fucking, That is pretty cool. What, just like so yeah. the older version of him, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just. He's he's also playing a version of him who is ninety one. I found out this week on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> like like Kurt Russell. He's old, but he's not that fucking old. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like that is a handsome ninety one year old. <laughs> and like he can get about. He can move. And stuff. Does, does he have to like get amongst it with any of the monsters and stuff? Uh, I don't know because he's just, only just in like the last. Bone shattered, isn't he? <laughs> he's only been in like the last scene of like episode two so far. Okay, like he's just been introduced to it, but it, genuinely a great show. More um, like intrigue and mystery focused than some of the movies are. Yeah, uh, than some of the movies have been, and like there's like a really good premise which I won't spoil, which has been set up. Um, and there's one scene in particular. Which genuinely horrified me, Ooh, okay. and, and I won't say why. But once the scene finished, I was absolutely fucking shocked mm. at what I saw because it was quite disturbing. And how far are you um, in? Two episodes. There's two episodes out so far. Oh, okay. It's a weekly thing. Then. Yeah, it's a weekly thing. Every Friday. Um, that's that's what that is. But yeah, it's set within the movie universe. There's a scene. Um, remember, like when in Godzilla 2014. Uh, when Godzilla like destroys the San Francisco bridge. Yes. Yes, there's a scene which we see that from another perspective, like from someone on the actual bridge. Oh wow. Itself. Okay. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. Really well done. That does really sound well really done. cool. Yeah, no, I like that because yeah. that's one of my favorite things about that. Obviously, <clears throat> it, it leans into like the alternate universe and all this like Godzilla and Kong fighting each other and stuff. But like, the, I, the thing I really, really found interesting about that monster verse was kind of the the soldiers going about in mm. 2014 and then also the kind of like all the regular people in Kong Skull Island. Yeah. I loved all of like how they Speaking are of which the it. the show opens with fucking John Goodman on Skull Island. Oh shit. He's yeah, he's filming a video where he's while well, he's been chased by that big fucking spider thing. Is it like kids um, I love you? <laughs> literally. Literally. Uh, yeah. My name is um, Walter Hartwell White. <laughs> my name is Walter Hartwell White. I live at forty. Um no, but it's it's great. Um and it's it's also interesting to see like how the general public has then reacted to like Godzilla and like yeah. what has since been called G Day and oh, that cool. type of stuff. Because there's a character um I wanna say why, but they go to Japan, they go to Tokyo, and like in in the airport, there's like 
these signs of like follow this way for the Godzilla evacuation route and this type of stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah. and, then, and then like she's in a, a taxi and like her taxi driver is like, nah, it's all fake. San Francisco, it was a big hoax. Like they did it with CGI. It's all of course fake. Like, there'd be a guy like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, really good so far. I, I'll say it again. Apple, the best streamer for original content. Yeah. There's a lot of shows on Apple which I genuinely love. Um, they have had a, they're home to a few of your favourites. They, they've done Ted Lasso. They did that Joel Kinnaman on the Moon. Uh, uh, that is a show because I'm watching season four of Joel Kinnaman on the Moon at the moment and I was genuinely struggling to like, should I recommend this or recommend that? Yeah. Because I'm watching them both and they're both great. And now you've kind so, of done it both ways. Hey. Well, I just spoiled my recommendation for next week. But <laughs> you can still do it. Fuck them. <laughs> but hey. I see the retention. I see how many it. of you stay to this point. I don't. I don't look at it. There's, uh, there's, um, there's some good stuff on there. So Indeed. Check it out. You can get a free trial as well. You can get like, Apple will be like, yeah, sure. You can have three months for free. Why not? It sounds like something I would watch. If not for next week, we were doing this. The body of an 11-year-old child was found on Harbour Cliff Beach at Broadchurch. Uh, thank you very, very much for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, then please feel free to leave us a little review. Uh, five stars, uh, no less, would be appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, if you can do that on your podcast platform of choice, that would be swell as hell. You can also give us a little follow on Twitter. We are at Another Happy Pod. Uh, for any updates as well as your thoughts normally i would tweet out a little bit earlier and you might be able to have <laughs> no, you i know i know but you i will try and give you all a fair chance to leave your thoughts next week um and you can do that over on the twitter as well uh you can also mosey on over to our pinned tweet that's where you'll be able to suggest stuff uh you can kind of suggest a little option for us maybe we'll discuss it maybe we won't nathan uh i don't know if you're aware of this i feel like we're both very much conscious of it this week. We have another podcast, don't we? I don't think we really need to talk about it this week. I feel like <laughs> we, we've brought it up enough, to be honest. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> you know, I feel like we've mentioned it a fair bit. It's still got Legs Podcast. It's available on all podcast platforms. Go check it he out. He still snuck it in anyway. He's a crafty <laughs> bastard. Uh, thank you very, very much for listening. We will see you all next week. Wahoo. It's not Mario. Just finishing up whiskey number seven, by the way. Oh, wait. Shit, no. It's, was it number six? <laughs> Which one am I on? Oh, no. <laughs> I have to say, Lawrence stopped recording, so none of that will make sense because you'll just be hearing me on my own. Um, I, You know, you can cut all this out.